Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the In Theory, I Was Right podcast. I, of course, am still Harris Kaufman, and today we are talking about Avengers Endgame. Now, I will be joined uh, a little later by a couple of guests to help me really uh, talk everything out, everything out and really dive into everything that happened just because it is there's so much going on. The movie is three hours long and it 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 really takes it's really gonna take more than more than just myself to to truly do this movie any justice. But before that I just kinda want, wanted to do a little forward about the movie um and about the the Marvel Cinematic Universe and and what it what it has meant to me uh the last um, the last few years, everything, and, and this might be a little redundant that I've, you know, because I've, I've talked about this a, a good amount uh, in previous podcasts, but the Marvel Cinematic Universe started with Iron Man and it started in 2008, so 11 years ago. And since then, these characters that, these characters that Marvel has come out with that has produced has given us have impacted my life a great deal it's these movies have brought me hours of enjoyment hours of joy hours of heartache you know moments of of sadness and 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 sadness in a good way sadness for the characters for the stories that um that are are being being told and I am just so grateful that these stories have um, that that I'm able to enjoy these stories that I'm able to share in this in this moment in time in, in, in movie history in in these stories with with the fans all around the world um, and and I'm just in, in incredibly grateful to um, everybody involved with these movies and, and bringing these characters to life. Um, I, I think these stories and these characters resonate with a lot of people and they've resonated with me a great, a great deal. Um, with Endgame specifically, you know, I, I found out that the third, you know, third slash fourth uh, Avengers movie, the final Avengers story uh, would be, you know, Infinity War on October of 2014. I remember that there had been a little promo done at uh, Comic Con that I, a Comic Con that I had not been to, and it it, it kind of debuted to the world how this move how the, how these stories were going to end. I remember watching the the promo and just being so excited that. You know, it, it, this story was such an epic story, and and that this is how this is the direction they were going to take these characters, and and that was that was in 2014. So I have been looking forward to Avengers Endgame since 2000 since since October of 2014, and and so I got to say that the last several. The last several days, the last several weeks, the last several months have been very bittersweet because as much as I, I have been craving this movie, the, as much as I have needed to know how 
what happens to these characters and how this, this movie ends, I'm, you know, a little bummed out that it is coming to an end. And I know that all great stories must, but, you know, what has happened over the last 10 years is that we would get these movies, we'd get, we'd get a movie like, uh, you know, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, and it would be amazing, but it would, it would always lead to something next. It was always feeding into something bigger, something better, something more. And it would always leave us wanting more. And it was always so nice to know that there was always more on the horizon. And, you know, this means that that has come to an end. And as as necessary and as brilliant and beautiful as this conclusion is, you know, it's sad that we no longer have Avengers to look forward to because Avengers is over. Um, but you know, this movie has affected me very deeply. And I think that it's the ending that we all deserved as fans. So getting into it specifically, there were some, it, it is Avengers Endgame is a beautiful wonderful ending for our characters. There are moments of, of pure joy that I personally feel very blessed to, to witness. And, you know, as I have come to love these characters, I, am just so happy that Kevin Feige and the Russo brothers and and all the actors have have treated these these characters and these stories with with such respect um you know some of the moments that really touched me personally was when Tony and Steve, they go back to 1970 to, uh, to get the Tesseract and the Pym Particles. And then Tony uh, runs into his dad. And he, he, he gets a moment. It, 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 Tony's, the relationship with his father has been so, um, it's been tumultuous. Uh, and it was just such a beautiful moment that, you know, an adult Tony Stark who has come to terms with his relationship without his father um, was able and given the chance to say goodbye. And I, I love that they gave him that opportunity to do that. I think that that was well earned. I, I think it was just a real, I, I think that a character like Tony Stark, who has been through so much and who has been shaped by the relationship with his father and the, and the lack of relationship with his father, um, at this point in his, in his story arc was, um, allowed to have that moment. I thought, I thought that was wonderful.
um, when, and I'll get into all these more um, uh, when when I'm joined by my guests. But when when Scott Lang comes home or comes back to to the real world and sees his daughter um, after five years, and it, it speaks so much to Paul Rudd and his his acting ability when he sees her. And he's like, you, you got so big, you know, it's just, it's such an emotional moment that he's able, able to channel and able to give us. And I thought that was, that was a beautiful scene. Um, when, when Cap is, when the, the hammer raises from the final battle and we see that it's Captain America who is worthy to hold Mjolnir, Thor's hammer, and he does it so triumphantly. It's such a it's such a piece of movie magic. And and then it, it pans to Thor, and he's just like, "I knew it!" And he was like, he was so excited. Um, and it was just, uh, it was the whole the whole theater gasped, and I I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was just, it was so incredible to witness that, and. That was beautiful. That was wonderful. When Thor is is back in time and he's in he's on uh, Asgard and he sees his mother and he's able to properly say goodbye to his mother. I thought I thought that that was wonderful and I thought that was earned. And Rene Russo is so great in that role and that relationship you know, between them is very unique to, to this world. Um, you don't get a lot of mother son relationships in this, in this world, in in these movies, but that one was, was wonderful. Um, that he gets to say goodbye to her and, and, and that he gets to just have a few more moments with her. I love, I love that moment. Um, and, you know, Tony's funeral, of course, is very emotional, and all of those characters that they were able that they they put in there to mourn his death, that are there, that are alive because of his sacrifice. Um, and we'll get into that. We'll get into that more. But my favorite, my absolute favorite moment is it's obviously the ending, because. As I've said in this podcast many times before, Captain America is my absolute favorite character in this entire universe. I think what the character represents, what he stands for, what Chris Evans is able to bring to the character is just such a wonderful combination. And they have nailed this character. They've got him absolutely right. And... You know, when he goes back in time, this character has been screwed more than anybody else in this universe. He he sacrifices himself to save the world, and he wakes up, and everything he knows is gone. His friends presumably are dead, and he everything he knows is different. And he's he's a man. He's the man at a time, and he's the man who's now forced to find his home amongst strangers and in a world that he does not understand in every single movie 
he he's the he's the man who always gets up. In every single movie, it seems that his situation gets harder, and he gets you know everything just gets taken away from him slowly but surely. But he always gets up, and he always does the right thing anyway. And he just never is afforded a break. You know, he never gets a break. And to end the movie and to end his story the way they did when he goes back in time and he finally gets the life that he deserved. He, he's finally afforded a win to, to live the simple life. He goes back and he finally gets his dance with Peggy. And he gets to live the life that they were supposed to have, that, that he, he wanted and he needed. And, and he, he was finally given the chance to do that. And as I'm doing right now and trying to not cry, um, you know, the second I saw, the, like the second I, he was going back in time, I knew that I'm like, oh, oh, this is it. He's staying. He's going to stay. And when he didn't come back and we see old um, Captain Captain America. And it was just such an important and incredible moment for that character. And they, they treated him so right and with such respect and dignity and exactly what that character deserved. And, and when it pans over the window and you can see them um, dancing in the, in the living room. It's just, I, that was just it for me. I just couldn't take it. It was, it was just so wonderful. And it's, it's just everything I wanted from this story and for this character that I identified with um, so much. And I just, I can't believe that we were treated to such a worthy ending. And I think that as a, as fans, this movie is exactly what we needed. It's exactly what we deserved. And I'm just so happy that this is the form that these movies have taken. And that this is this is the end that we were treated to, and that's all I'm going to say um, by myself. And that I'm just so grateful to be witness to, to all this and to be a part of it. Um, you know, to be a part of the fandom and, and all that. And and I promise that. From this moment on in the podcast, it'll be much more positive and joyful and fun. Um, I just, you know, I'm just, I I just finished seeing this movie for the second time, so I'm really emotionally raw from from all this stuff. But uh, in a moment, I'm going to go grab uh, my guests and we'll uh, we'll talk about it, uh, talk about it in depth. Okay, so. I am now joined by two people who have just seen the movie with me, um, Raina Colby yes, and Sean Levy. Sean, you may remember Sean from my first podcast, or first or second podcast, we, uh, we talked about the King Arthur 
movie from like 2015 or something like that. Yeah, man, it's a pleasure to be back on the show. He came back, all right. Uh, I think Sean wanted to, you wanted to say something before we got started. Yeah, before we get into the meat and potatoes here, um, I just have to shout out Justin. Um, I just wanted to say I love you, Canteen Boy. <laughs> and uh, who is who is Justin? That would be your sole listener. Um, <laughs> the only, the only person that listens to this. No, that's that's my uh, my blood brother. Um, I don't like him, but we share genetics. And if I ever need liver, or kidney, you know, gotta keep. Him He's around. the only one that is a positive match. Right. So we have just seen uh, Avengers Endgame, and uh, for for myself and Reina, this was the second time. For Sean, uh, this was your first time, correct? Yes. And um, you were coming in as the casual um, viewer. Yeah, so I, I definitely don't feel the attachment to um, the Avengers individually or just as, as a whole, especially the comics, but um, I do enjoy them from an entertainment standpoint. You were able to derive uh, some enjoyment from the, uh, from the viewing experience. Absolutely. So, Raina, why don't you go ahead and tell me, what was your... Give me your, your, your review of the, the whole... How you felt about uh, Avengers Endgame. How I felt about it? I absolutely loved it. I came out completely satisfied and all of the things that I could have wanted to either resolve or to see happen were wrapped up in such a nice way. Not in a way that I imagined or could have dreamed up because that's the job of these amazing storytellers. But um, it was so satisfying and I felt perfect. I didn't come out, you know wanting to poke holes in the plot or looking for any, any, I guess, big glaringly obvious things that were wrong. I just loved it. Sean, what about you as the, as the, the casual, um, fan? Yeah. So, um, I'm able to always in all the Avenger movies see the underlying themes, but I frankly just don't look into them as deeply as, as you do. Um, but this one made it very easy to really want to see all the characters come full circle. Mm -hmm. And I think they did a fantastic job doing that. Um, and I, I mean, I think it was very, very well done. Um, and given how, how much of a serious movie it was, it did have a decent balance, um, of entertainment and humor. Mm -hmm. Um, and frankly, quite a tearjerker from an emotional Mm -hmm. standpoint. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, these movies have always really found a way to balance, um, you know, heavy themes and, and also keep it light and keep it fun. Um, you know, people have complained that Marvel is all jokes. Um, but I don't think that can be, uh, I don't think anyone's going to argue that with, with infinity war and Mm -hmm. with, uh, end game. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty heavy, but not, uh, not to the point where it alienates people, I think. Um, so this movie starts out with, um, we, you know, because in infinity war, we don't know where, um, Hawkeye is. We don't know where Clint Barton is. Um, and this movie starts out with that mm-hmm. and it starts out with, with a really heavy opening where he's, he's spending time with his family and he turns around and they're all dust. So that's that's a, the moment of the snap. The second time we just saw it, I mm-hmm. got chills. You did. When I saw when it. Even saw though that. I knew it was coming, I got chills. I mean when I mean we, we knew it was coming from 
you know, the moment yeah. the movie started that that was, that was where this was going. But like, you know, when, when the camera pans over and you see what was left of his daughter mm-hmm. is Ash. And it was just, it, it's like his daughter has, has disintegrated in mm-hmm. front of him. It's just, it's a, it's a chilling, chilling moment. Um, and it moves on to then, um, what I assumed was going to be the end of the movie of them finding Thanos and killing him. Um, it turns out to be the first 10 minutes mm-hmm. of it. And, um, and it's, his head is removed so violently, um, by Thor. And, uh, and we see, so we see Captain Marvel, um, and Captain Marvel, it, it was concerning because I, I thought that they're like, Oh, they're, they're going to make this whole movie about Captain Marvel. Um, uh, but, the, but she wasn't. And that's, you know, not, not to disrespect the character, but this movie is not about her. I think that's the first thing I said to you after we saw it the first time. I said, thank God they didn't make Captain Marvel more of a part of this. Yeah. I was very glad. Now, Sean, you haven't seen, you didn't see Captain Marvel. No, and to your point, um, I was afraid with the Captain Marvel, the way the last Avengers, what was the last one called? Infinity War? Infinity War. Mm-hmm. The, so the way that ended with um, Fury kind of mm-hmm. texting her, mm-hmm. um, you know, the SOS. And right. then obviously the Captain Marvel coming out, introducing that character. Though I didn't see it, my biggest fear, similar to both of you guys, I think, was that she was going to end up being the end-all rescue and, um, frankly, just the hero in the mm-hmm. entire group. Mm-hmm. But we've all grown to to build our own relationships and views on each of the characters. Mm-hmm. That was more important for me, which I think they did a decent job doing, mm-hmm. showing that everyone contributes in, in different ways. Right. Everyone everyone plays an important role, and no one can do it without the other person. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you take one person out of the equation, it doesn't work. Well, that's an interesting underlying theme of just the Avengers in general, mm-hmm. um, of just that individually they're all superheroes, but they're frankly not enough without each other. Right. I mean, they're they're so they're super powered beings for the most part, but but they only the the only thing that makes them heroes is that. They they work together, mm-hmm. um, like us three, like us three, exactly like that. Um, <laughs> and and b- before they do that, we see Tony and um, Nebula lost in space, and that mm-hmm. was actually a, a fairly difficult scene to watch because we see, you know, we see them stranded out in in the middle of of dead space, and and we see Tony who they're they're up there for the better part of a month. Um, and we mm-hmm. see him start to waste away, and that was probably some of the most convincing CGI I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I oh, mean, he man, looks so terrible. sickly, and and it's actually like a really sweet interaction mm-hmm. between him and Nebula, who's who's traditionally very coarse and very cold and robotic. She's she's fucking half robot anyway. Um, but you know, we see him him, you know, just literally wasting away. Uh, and that was that was hard to hard to see because he's Iron Man. He's he's the tough guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and I, I will be honest that when Captain Marvel appeared and and like got she, and got them home, I I was like I was incredibly really relieved, even though I knew that was what was going to happen. And I was glad that she that she had appeared, that she was mm-hmm. you know for whatever reason. Um, but so first fifteen minutes. Of this movie, ton has already happened, and we 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 realize that our heroes, um, it's too late because the stones are gone and there's nothing that they can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Scott comes back, 
um, from the quantum quantum realm, and we realize that five years on Earth has been only five hours um, to uh, to him in the uh, in the quantum realm, and so that um, that's the doorway to, to to undoing all this. It's it's literal time travel, and I was concerned with um, the possibility of that because time travel has been done in in movies before, and they've it's been it's been messed up. It's it's it's. I mean, it has not worked out in the X Men movies. It's, mm-hmm. it's essentially derailed that entire um, that entire franchise. Uh, but they, you know, they didn't make it too confusing. They didn't make it too simple. I think they wrote a good line, um, and you know, so our heroes have to go back and they get they got to get those stones. Um, and I thought it was so fun because we got to revisit the biggest moments of this, of the last 10 years in each movie. Mm-hmm. And we got to do it in a way that we, we got to see, you know, they go back to the first Avengers and we got to see different angles, mm-hmm. uh, different, different, you know, what happens after, you know, after they beat Loki, they got to, <laughs> they got to then clean stuff up. They got to then. And do all the administrative, the administrative yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I loved when they got, a, they had to go back to get the time stone and Bruce Banner goes and has to talk to Tilda Swinton, who at that point is the ancient one. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got to see like the, one of the big questions in, uh, after Dr. Strange was like, okay, so these people exist. What the hell were they doing during mm-hmm. the Avengers? And we see that she was fucking shit up and yeah. like, like throwing Doing magic at aliens. And, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so that was, that was, it was really cool to see. That was cool to see. Um, now, now Sean, you hadn't seen Dr. Strange, the standalone, correct? No, I actually, that's probably the only ones that I haven't seen that I regret not seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I really liked Benedict Cumberbatch, and I really liked that character. Mm-hmm. And I think I underestimate that character in general. Now, I mean, your first, I guess, introduction to him would have been Infinity War, right? Correct. And I, and, and I was, we were talking about this earlier, that I think that he is, is kind of overlooked in Infinity War, I think, because he messes shit up. He 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 holds his own with Thanos mm-hmm. more than I think arguably anybody else mm-hmm. in that whole movie. Um, but so they they're, they're collecting these stones, and um, you know something goes wrong, and Tony and uh, Steve are forced to go further back in time to uh, to then get the Tesseract um, from uh, the uh, I guess the headquarters of of what what was starting to be Shield. Um, and there we see Tony runs into his father played by, uh, John Slattery. Um, and it, it starts this, like this wonderful interaction between them, uh, where they, like, he has to pretend to be somebody else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, 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 they talk about being fathers, um, because, uh, we find out that, um, Tony's about to be born mm-hmm. and whatnot. And, 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 you know, one of the, one of the themes that has shaped, Tony Stark is his relationship with his dad. Um, that's, that's the, the how that's the why, um, why he is the way he is. Um, and then, and then on the, on the other side of that coin, we get Steve who has to see Peggy, who sees Peggy and can't do anything about it. Um, so that was tough for him. Oh, when he first walks in to her office and I saw the end of Carter, Carter and I was like, Oh, you knew it was going to be her, her yeah. office. And you, then he turns around and he sees his picture on her desk. So, you know, that she's still very much in love with him and she still carries that torch. Well, it's interesting. I mean, something that, you know, we briefly talked about off, you know, microphone mm-hmm. is obviously the, um, 
you know, the, the different parental roles um, mm-hmm. in, in a lot of the characters in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of just makes sense given the fact that everyone's trying to come full circle as a character mm-hmm. and, you know, the whole cats in the cradle and silver spoon, uh, you know, right. We, we either do or don't want to become our parents, but, um, that parent child relationship is the only way to come full circle, frankly, because it's who you are. And that was, that was a big, um, a big theme for multiple characters. Mm-hmm. You know, there's Thor with his mom, yep. uh, Scott Lang and his daughter <clears throat> and, and obviously Tony and his dad and Tony and his daughter and Tony and his daughter. And That's this right. is not just this movie. I think this is pervasive in a lot of the Marvel movies. I mean, with Yondu and Peter Quill, mm-hmm. that's a big thing too. I mean, I think we see it in a lot. Of course, Iron Man, it's been a theme throughout. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a big family theme that runs deep. I mean, especially in this one, like, you know, um, Black Widow calls mm-hmm. the Avengers her family. because She doesn't have anyone else. Um, mm-hmm. Hawkeye, of course, his family is... His, his, uh, the why of, of why right. he became Ronan is because his family... You know, he's just on a murder rampage trying to, mm-hmm. you know, quench his thirst, his anger for him. Not from to that. mention the whole a fatherhood thing with Thanos and uh, Nebula and Gamora. And Gamora. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's just a big thing. Yeah, it's it's, you know, family has been and, and they they I don't think they put a too fine a point on it, um, but they have they have hammered it home, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, so what were some of the funnier um, hmm. The funnier moments for, oh for you guys. Fat Thor. Fat Thor is, <laughs> Fat is Thor. one of the funniest things I've seen. That in the, so unexpected. Like you didn't, you don't think see it coming because he's traditionally the most <laughs> in shape person on the screen in any movie he's in. Uh, forget about the Avengers movies. Um, and then he's compared to uh, to melted ice cream. <laughs> yeah, so that that was hilarious. Um, I think Fat Thor was you know, meant to be the, the comedic role mm-hmm. in this entire mm-hmm. movie. Um, but it's, it's interesting because it, it really humanizes him, even though he's always been humanizing all of his, all of his roles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the fact that he's just given up all hope, <laughs> um, it really humanizes him, not just seeing him emotionally wrecked, but physically as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause he, I mean, he doesn't look like a God anymore. And he wants to get a couple of to-go cups. <laughs> you, know? Well, you know, I thought it was interesting, too, thinking about it. You know, when they arrive at the new Asgard and Valkyrie is there saying how, kind of like indicating that Thor only comes into town to get supplies and she pans over to the kegs of beer. Mm-hmm. But thinking back to Thor Ragnarok, where she's just a drunken mess. Mm-hmm. It's like an oh, interesting, sure. you know. Yeah. I mean, she 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 was that. Right. Um, in, in that previous movie. And she, she had given up, she had given up and then she had abandoned that. Um, and, and kind he, of, he helped her find her way back. He helped to do that. And then, and then of course, when cap has to fight himself oh, and, and, great. and so then, good. And he, and, I, yeah, I know <laughs> I can do this all day. I know. <laughs> so yeah, that is America's yeah. ass. American ass reference was great. Yeah. Oh. And, and it's, it was so funny cause he knew exactly how to disarm himself at that point in time. All he had to do was say Bucky Yeah. and, and he got him <laughs> and he's just sitting there for a moment staring at his own ass. Um, but, uh, <laughs> that was, that was pretty damn funny. Um, and then, of course, Rocket's always funny. You know, he's oh, he's, he's great. the comedic, the comedic, um, you know. And Scott Lang, too, is, you know. Always funny. Yeah. Always good. Um, 
yeah, I mean, there, there were so many um, fun parts mixed in that it, it you know, and, 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 and of course it takes a much more serious turn mm-hmm. in the third act of this movie. Um, but there was so much fun to be had before all that um, that it, it, I don't think it takes itself too seriously um, in the second act. And I think it really, I think it helps with pacing mm-hmm. um, because if, if it's too serious the whole way through, it's really, you're going to feel the full three hours. Yes, that's true. Um, but uh, I felt that they broke it up, um, broke it up pretty well. Um, so <clears throat> the, I mean, this movie comes to a head um, in the third act, obviously when, mm-hmm. when Thanos, um, he, he learns that uh, of the plan, uh, you know, Thanos in 2014 learns of, you know, that they're, they're trying to collect these stones to prevent him from doing what he inevitably will do. And so he gets his hands on some pin particles and comes to the future. And so now they have to battle Thanos, although they have to battle Thanos's army without, uh, without the stones. And and or, or rather that Thanos does not have the stones, so we know that our our Avengers do have the stones, and Hulk is able to snap, and we don't know if it's worked yet until mm-hmm. you know the first uh, for for a little while. So so first we get um, Thor, Iron Man, and, and Captain America fighting. Really, I guess maybe stalling more more than anything, stalling yeah. Thanos. Yeah, um, and leads to well, they're still trying to kill him. They're still trying to kill him. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. they still think they can kill him. Because they, they don't... he doesn't have the stones. He doesn't have the stones. And they don't... Killed him. At that point, they don't know where the stones are either. Cause, right. Because the, the base is rubble. Um, but... And then we get some of the best moments of that... Of the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe when... Everybody's... I mean, Thor is... I mean, Thor gets hit with a lightning. He has Mjolnir, the, the hammer, and he's got Stormbreaker, the yeah. axe. And like even Fat Thor still looks pretty damn cool, yeah. like with with like yeah, the Viking the braid beard and yeah and all that. Um, but but we th- see Thanos about to push an axe into the middle of his chest mm-hmm. when he's hit with the hammer because Captain America is worthy to to, to wield <laughs> um, the hammer. What 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 was the reaction? from the audience when we saw it the first time. Oh my God. Everyone just cheered. They were like, yes. And I, yes! <laughs> I didn't think that that was the direction they were going to go. And to the point where when it was happening, I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And I didn't even actually watch what he was doing with the hammer. Once he picked it up. Yeah. I just couldn't believe that that was happening. Yeah. Well, like you said, when, when it started to levitate mm-hmm. and I just thought that it was going to, like you said, um, that it was sentient and going to kind of act on its own mm-hmm. and save Thor. And save Thor. Yeah, yeah. But, um, the fact that it was being wielded by cap was pretty amazing. It's incredible. Well, it was an interesting moment too. when um, you know, after Thor realized what happened that, you know, Captain America <laughs> was worthy of the hammer mm-hmm. instead of taking the route that frankly, I would have expected him to go like just, jealousy of the comedic of like bastard. Yeah. You know, yeah. Instead, of, instead of saying something like that, or, you know, he actually said, I knew it. Yeah. yeah. He was excited um, about it. And you know that it's funny because it kind of references back when they're all getting drunk, trying to pick up the hammer mm-hmm. yeah. and, and he got he nervous. Was, yeah. Uh-huh. He was <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. Uh, he got all uncomfortable. <laughs> mm, it was uh, that was that's one of the that that moment is one of the best moments mm. of the entire story, and not yeah. just this movie of the entire 
uh, Infinity War saga, or Infinity Gauntlet saga. Not to mention, he doesn't just wield the hammer. He's he's pulling lightning, lightning through it, too. too so that's mm-hmm. pretty amazing. I mean, if, if you're worthy to wield the hammer, you mm-hmm. have the power of Thor. Um, and uh, so that was that was amazing. And And then when, you know, it's... There's a scene, and it's only a couple of seconds long when, you know, Captain America gets up, and it's just him, and then across the field is Mm -hmm. Thanos and his army. So it's Captain America standing up to Thanos and and an army, and 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 that that image I think just really embodies who that character Mm -hmm. is. And then of course you hear the, you know, over the radio you hear the. On your left yes. from Sam, yes, and then you see you see everyone coming back, oh, and it's just best. It's just it's such a huge incredible. Moment. You know, it, it like you get you get such such incredible entrances from all the characters mm-hmm. that we thought we lost, and then the characters that we didn't know we lost. We we have we have uh, warriors from Asgard. We've got Ravagers. Mm-hmm. We, there's a picture of Howard the Duck. Holding a gun. Yeah. There's the the uh, there's warriors from Wakanda. All all the um, guardians. Valkyrie. You know, on a Pegasus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's it's oh and 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 all the 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 uh, sorcerers from yes from all the that different that we haven't seen before. Cool. Yeah, that was really we, cool. That's right. Yeah, and, and Wong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, Wong. Who, who dips out in the in the beginning of Infinity War? He finally shows up. Um, and that, like, you just see these, these armies amass. Mm-hmm. It was just, oh, it was so cool. And then we finally get to hear Captain America say Avengers mm-hmm. assemble. And you do it when he says it, you see the Avengers kind of right behind him, um, mm-hmm. just out of focus. And it was just like, after all these years, he's never said it. Mm-mm. And he finally got to oh, say it. Can we also pinpoint the fact that Cap curses, curses. twice in the movie? <laughs> he says he says we got to get that son of a bitch. And he, uh, says, he says shitty something about something being shitty. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just wanted to be like language. Yeah. So, so for like backing up for a second though, when Captain America, you know, was clearly beat, mm-hmm. and and he was you know in the rubble, and his shield is broken. Yeah, shield is broken. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly in the dirt. Face is just. Pulp. Mm-hmm. Um, when he stands up, mm-hmm. you know, to you, like, what does that mean? Well, he always he, he always gets up. He's mm-hmm. the character that that no matter what happens, he always stands up again. Um, and and unless if he's able to fight, he will he all he will always fight. And there's no other character um, that has that. That you know, there there other heroes will persevere, but there's no other character that will always get up mm-hmm. like Cap. And, and he's gonna fall on the grenade. He, he's all. I mean, he he jumps in a little a literal mm-hmm. grenade in his in a standalone movie. And I mean, if 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 he's the only thing standing between, um, you know, victory and defeat, he'll do it. Even if it means that he's got to be the one to lay on the wire and and uh, you know let everyone walk across him. Well, what's, um, what's the underlying theme that's like? you know, representative to anyone, anywhere kind of thing about that. Well, he's just, I mean, he was the little guy he, and, um, you know, and he did it when he was the little guy. He, he got up mm-hmm. when he was a little guy. He, he did had the heroic spirit before he was yeah, Captain America. Soldier. And, um, you know, I think that also goes along with, you know, 
Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, there the thing there mm. is like anyone can wear the mask mm-hmm. kind of thing. Well, anyone can be can be the hero if they have the will. And that's I think arguably his his great superpower. Like yeah, he's got the strength and the speed and all that stuff, but I think what makes him a hero is his will. Um and then also his moral compass. Um but that end fight was just so epic. Yeah. It was I mean, it was so I, I needed to see it a second time to really process and really try to pick out everything that was going on. And we, I still don't think I got it after the second viewing. No, like, no, there's, there's too so much. so much going on so fast. And we got to see uh, Spider-Man come back, Peter Parker, mm. um, who's who's great. And, and the audience and the second viewing went nuts when Peter Parker showed up. They cheered the loudest when he yes. showed up. And, and when he sees... I mean, a, a big driving force as to why they're even doing this in the first place is because Tony Stark feels so much guilt mm-hmm. for having lost him. Um, yeah, that one hit Tony the hardest. Because, again, there's another father-son relationship yep. between, you know, surrogate father and son. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he, he sees that he's alive and that he's come back and that technically his, like he's succeeded because mm-hmm. <laughs> he has brought everybody back. And he just hugs him. And he's and, and yeah. Peter's like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> yeah, because their their relationship, all, although you know, father son esque, has never been like that affectionate. Tony Stark is not. He's always that kept guy. his distance. Yeah, he he's yeah, he definitely kept a distance. Like in <laughs> when he goes to open the door mm-hmm. for him, and, and, he, thought, and he thinks he's giving. Yeah, him a hug. <laughs> he's like, just open yeah, the just door. Just open the door. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, so it's nice to see that how much he cares about him. Yeah, and you know there are. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I forgot about Captain Marvel because mm-hmm. she hadn't been in yeah. it and until the she whole appeared. Time, yeah. She appeared. I'm like, oh shit, that's right. Oh yeah. And again, I was happy to see her because like they were losing or they were going to lose until she showed up and they didn't overuse her and that, right, they let her, they let the story be about, you know, about the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think like there are some great, Moments like when they're leapfrogging the the gauntlet, mm-hmm. you know, from from character to character, and, and people are playing off each other, and um, that I think is probably my favorite part of that of those scenes is when they're yeah. is when they're playing off each other, and you know, you see like Ant Man, um, you know, punch a big flyy thing in the yeah. face, and when he's Giant <laughs> Man, and and he steps on Cole Obsidian, you know, after you know all these things, and and Drax is stabbing somebody in the back wall while. Um, Korg is, is mm-hmm. you know, is fighting him from the front. Um, and just seeing all, seeing the crossover and seeing that, seeing these, these fibers, you know, connect. Um, it's just so, it, the payoff is just so great. Um, and then, of course, the big finale where we mm-hmm. think that, that Thanos got the, got the stones anyway and did the snap and we find out that he doesn't have the stones. So that that's my question about that is how... Do you, how did Tony Stark get the stones? Well, I mean, like when so in that one scene, he Iron Man flies up to Thanos to like rest, you know, pretending to wrestle the glove off of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when Thanos pushes him away, you know, his hands were were all over the glove. Right, um, and so, the glove was made by by Tony. By Tony, so True. like who knows what kind of interaction he could have with it? Well, my under- oh, you're right. So. You're right. So, so the glove that Thanos was wearing was Tony's glove, mm-hmm. not the not glove the that was originally right. made for him. So that's interesting. I don't even know how. Yeah, 
How did the stones get onto Tony's hand? I mean, I, I mean, he must have have had some sort of ability to interact with the technology that he created anyway yeah. to get those stones into I'll his iron baby. Man. Let's do it. Man. Now, like, it it makes sense that Tony is the one to to do the to to save everyone. You know, he he's the one who started everything, and. You know, his whole thing was he was selfish, and it was outlined in the first Avengers that he, you know, Cap told him he's like, you're never, you're not the guy to to make the end run. You're not the guy to lay over the wire, and let somebody crawl over you. You know, you you aren't the person to save us because you're you're only here to save yourself. And and it was so it was such justice that they gave him the opportunity mm-hmm. to to be that hero and to really you know re- redeem whatever characteristics that that weren't so great. And we were talking about it yes. before and you hadn't seen it. And I had, and, mm-hmm. and you guessed it. Yeah. I mean, it's so like, you know, obviously the, the countless themes of coming full circle in each individual character, mm-hmm. um, with him specifically, we've kind of seen him grow into a real hero in his mindset of, mm-hmm. of being selfless to a certain extent, but he's, he's always still had his, um, personal priorities in mm-hmm. line with helping mm-hmm. others. I mean, even, you know, everything that he had done, even in this movie up until that point was he, he, he is, he, he has a daughter and, um, and a wife and those are important to him. And as much as, as much as he wants to, you know, protect them, it's like, it's what he has mm-hmm. kind of thing. And even then, I mean, he was able to, you know, he, he did what needed to be done. And, and when you think about it, it's, he's the only person that may, he's the person that makes the most sense. And of course, Cap could have done it and there, it would have been, would have been, you know, it would have had emotional re- resonance, but, but for the, for the real, like him making the ultimate sacrifice meant everything because he, the reason he even jumped into the fight in the first place in this movie was mm-hmm. still for personal. Re- it was personal pain. Yeah, right. It wasn't because the greater other good. people were suffering. It's because he was suffering oh. with his, his guilt mm-hmm. of of losing Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Um. So, and he kept saying over and over that we can bring people back, but we cannot change what's happened in the past five years with mm-hmm. my personal life. Right. So it's always been about him and, and overcoming his own grief. Right. Um, and even, and, 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 and he was only really able to distance himself from that in the last, you know, moments of the movie. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we know that in doing so he, he sacrifices himself and he, and he dies and Pepper finally says, you know, in the last moments, he's like, you can rest mm-hmm. now. And, and that is, is also a, a line that, or, or a theme that's been continued through these movies. Cause like at the end of, of, of Iron Man three, when he destroys all of his, his suits, mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, is this the end of Iron Man? And then it's obviously not the end of Iron Man. He comes back in, yeah. in all these other forms. And in civil war, he's like, he even says, he's like, you know, I destroyed all my suits and then, and then, and then mm-hmm. I didn't stop because the truth is I don't want to stop, mm-hmm. you know, cause he can't like, he can't rest. Cause there's always the next threat. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes he creates that threat, but you know, he finally was given permission. He earned the right, to rest. Mm-hmm. And I think that was, I think that was, um, really respectful of the character. And I thought, I thought it was great. Um, you know, what's interesting is over infinity war and Endgame, the characters who actually died 
Mm-hmm. Are all Iron Man characters. Well, except for Gamora, but that's kind of... She's still sort of there. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, we lost Vision, mm-hmm. who was originally Jarvis, mm-hmm. created by Tony Stark. And in this movie, we lose Black Widow and Tony Stark. Right. And, and we didn't all, even touch on that, on, on Black Widow sacrificing herself for the Soul yeah, Stone. because it doesn't... I don't know. It doesn't have the same impact. It doesn't, but she is an integral part to that team. She is. And, and I think there. we see more depth out of her in this movie than any other previous film she's in. She's less assassin-like in this movie. Yeah, she's like less more cold. of a human being. Yeah. Which, you know, should probably make her, the loss of her maybe more impactful, but I just didn't care as much. Mm-hmm. It just didn't hit me. It's not going to like make me cry like, you know... See yeah. Iron Man go. I feel like she's slowly, throughout the Avengers films, though, have, she's slowly become more and more of a leading role um, mm-hmm. within the group because she, you know, she first came in as you know, hit for hire. What do you need me to do to help? Uh-huh. Right. And then obviously in the last Avengers, she you know even had a small leadership role of getting everyone together. And in this, but she's one, barely in Infinity War. She's very and, scarcely in Infinity War. That's because it's Thanos' story. Right. And everyone else is kind of just acting around him. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, you know, she ends up sacrificing herself. And so we have two key members of the Avengers that have passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and that takes us to, to Tony's funeral, which was real rough. Oh. Um, and, and we get to see characters from... Um, from <laughs> All, all over from from the from several movies and, and Happy's back. Hap, Happy um, is you know Hap, is um, John Favreau is there because um, uh, he was one of his best friends um, and we we see we obviously see uh, Cap and um, you know Doctor Strange and Wong and um, uh, Hope Van Van Dyne and Scott and Hank Pym mm-hmm. um, and. And uh, Janet, uh, and 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 um, T'Challa and and his sister in mm-hmm. Surrey, um, and then the Guardians are all there, and then it pans over. And the first time that we saw it, when it pans over this lanky teenager-looking guy, oh, yeah. like, like we didn't know who that was. Like who is that teenager? And it turns out that that the teenager was the young boy from Iron Man Three who helps him. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. When he crashes Dude, his suit in Tennessee. So, so, so that, okay, so I thought I had my shit together on that scene, <laughs> but what I realized is th- this isn't a rookie mistake where you can obviously tell I'm not really a diehard Avenger, uh, sorry, Marvel fan, because mm-hmm. for some reason I thought it could be the same actor, but I thought he was the guy from the X-Men where he was like, he could, he's like... The fast guy? Super fast guy. Oh, oh, oh sure, 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 sure. I was like, oh yeah, there he is. Yeah. I was like, oh God. That's the guy. Well, you know, it's, it's funny that you bring that up because I, there was a lot of speculation that, you know, Wolverine was going to show up like there was going to be some crossover, crossover. from <laughs> X-Men, uh, you know, showing up. But I don't know. I mean, I guess anything's possible in the battle scenes where we... You know, there's a, like the thing where you found Howard the Duck. I'm glad they didn't, Howard though. Because it's like, no, no, it that's unnecessary. So we don't need that. Yeah. That's not part of this story. Um, and, 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 and it also pans over to, you know, Sam and Bucky. And like him and Bucky, like uh, Tony and Bucky have had, you know, he, he tried to kill Bucky. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and Bucky obviously killed his parents. And Bucky killed his parents. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but he was there paying his respects and that was real, that was very sweet. And, and then the last person, of course, is, is, 
is Nick Fury. Um, and then, you know, it, we, we get, you know, it breaks and we see, you know, Thor has joined the guardians, the Asgardians of the galaxy. Um, so that we all know who's in charge. That should be fun. Um, I'm assuming he'll be a part of the next uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Is it selfish to hope that he's back to his spelt chiseled and uh, chiseled? No, I, I hope. I hope. I hope that he's. I mean, Fat Thor was fun for a while, but I'm ready for him to be not Fat yeah, Thor again. Um, but we'll see. And um, it, we know that Guardians of the Galaxy three will be directed again by James Gunn, who was. Fired and then and then rehired again, uh, so that's good. Um, I'm looking forward to that. And then it goes, of course, to you know they oh, they got to okay. figure out what to do with those stones. Those stones got to go back to their original timelines. And so, um, and now this is what I, I noticed this um, the second go around when uh, he's getting ready to go and. Um, He's saying goodbye to everybody, you know, and they all assume that he's going to be back in like the next 10 seconds. But I think what he says to Bucky, I, I think it, it kind of indicated that Bucky knew mm-hmm. that he wasn't coming back. I agree. Because he, he, the second he watching, like, Bucky just had this, like, knowing look on his face. And and what what Bucky, uh, <clears throat> what Steve says, he goes, he goes, don't do anything stupid till I come back. And Bucky goes, um, how can how I? I? You're taking all the, the stupid with you. And it's such a it's such a sweet line because that's what it's, they do the reverse thing when when Bucky's going off to war in in World War Two um, back in, the in the Civil War, or in, war in Captain America yeah. the First Avenger it's reversed when um, Steve has to stay home and Bucky's going off to war he says you know don't or um, says the same thing he says the same thing it's just reversed wow so clearly yeah and like when he when he is old man sitting on a bench because he never came back from the past and he just planned on being there at that time um, as an old man. Mm-hmm. And it's now that you're saying that, it makes more sense because Bucky kind of just said to Sam, like, go ahead, Sam. Like, I already, like, he kind of knew. He doesn't mm-hmm. need to say anything because he's already... Right. And, and like, he's the only one, like, not freaking out when he doesn't come back because he, he kind of mm-hmm. turns and then Sam goes up. <coughs> and um, so we see, we finally see old man Steve Rogers and a that's that's that is probably the best mm. either CGI or prosthetic for an old person yeah. to age someone that I've ever seen and and also his movements were very mm-hmm. were very good um and we see that that Steve has you know when he went back to put the stones to in their rightful rightful timeline he just stayed in the 1940s and, and, and was able to live the life that he always wanted with Peggy. Um, and he gives the, um, the shield to, to Sam. And, and, you know, we, we, we talked about this, the, you know, he could have given the shield to Sam. He could have given it to Bucky. Um, what were your thoughts, Sean, on, uh, on him giving it to Sam over Bucky? Um, frankly, I'm, I'm a little disappointed that it had to be given to someone mm-hmm. um i kind of wish that there was just full closure on the captain american role um that the role just dies with him as an old man um right. and i don't whether they're even thinking about making the captain america with sam like that's beyond my pay grade mm-hmm. um it's it's more just about um that was his role mm-hmm. and that's the end of it um and you know if I think it's 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 beautiful that um, there's some sort of continuum of of what's good and moral. It's more about the representation of 
you know, I can't be this person anymore, so you need to represent what's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially being, you know, human with not really superpowers. Right. To, you know, the morality is going to be the, the standout feature. Mm-hmm. I think that's beautiful, but um, Sam's not Captain America to me. And, 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 and you know, it's, it, it's just a, a literal passing of the mantle, but, you know, Steve Rogers will always be the Captain America, you know, Captain America. And, and, you know, I was thinking about like, like, Oh, you know, why didn't he give it to Bucky? Bucky was his best bud. Mm -hmm. But, and then we were talking about it in the car on the way home where it's just like, Bucky just wants to rest. You know, he's been fighting Mm -hmm. as long as Mm -hmm. anybody else. And, and to then give that burden to Bucky would be a little unfair Mm because, you know, he just, he just, Wants to. Well, yeah. Since he deserves war, a rest too. He was like, I don't want to do this anymore. He doesn't not want to be involved. No, he just wanted to mm-hmm. live his life, mm-hmm. um, and not not kill people and not have to not have to hurt anyone. I mean, he willingly gave away his arm when he was in Wakanda in peace, and then when they needed him, they brought mm-hmm. his arm out, and he was just like, "All right, I'll put the rake down." Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's another thing. It's like you know, he was doing a lot of field work. And like they only brought him an arm <laughs> when when they needed him to fight. He's like, you know, I could have used this when I was moving hay. You know, if you just had this laying around. Um, I got the impression that it wasn't done yet. I mean, maybe that's probably let's let's assume that's the case. Mm-hmm. They weren't just holding you know holding an arm hostage for you know like if you want an arm, you got to do some work. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I I I like I love what he said. You know, he's like, this feels like someone else's. He's like, it's not. And then he's like, I'll do my best. Mm-hmm. I like, I like, I like that. I liked. Uh, like, I don't know why, but I just like that he said that. And then, of course, the movie ends with, um, you know, we see that Steve, what Steve did with mm-hmm. his life. You know, he went back to the '40s and he built a life with Peggy. Mm-hmm. You know, he finally he got they finally got their last day or they they got their dance. You know, like he. As he's putting the airplane in the water in Captain America, the first Avenger, you know, they make a date to uh, to to go to the store club. And he never makes that date because he, he's put in the ice and they fought, you know, when he comes back, he sees her in the in the nursing home mm-hmm. and, you know, she's she's lived her life. But, you know, he they after all this time, he was finally. He, he earned his their their dance and I thought I'm like that is exactly what this character deserves like he's suffered enough and he he well, deserves I was that. so glad that what's her face the girl Peggy's Peggy. niece was not a part of this, oh yeah you know mm-hmm. because they you know at one point she was kind of involved with him and he kissed her and all mm-hmm. that and I was just like no <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wonder this isn't right I wonder if that conversation ever came up <laughs> by the way I kissed your niece. <laughs> 70 years in the future. It didn't mean anything. The pervert in me wishes she was kind of there too. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but yeah, I mean, that was, it was the absolute perfect way to end that movie. Um, and, and, and his story and their story and the Avengers. Um, and the, I think that all of the characters were given such wonderful homage in the credits. mm -hmm. It was so well done. And to save the original Avengers for the last, and to give them, you know, like the, signature the signatures and mm-hmm. it was just really, really cool. So closing thoughts, final thoughts on the movie. Mm-hmm. Either one of you, go ahead. I'm still a little sad. I, I was much sadder on the second viewing mm-hmm. and like, you know, my throat was aching because I was like holding back so much. It was so sad and I, I've kind of felt sad since. Mm-hmm. 
And um, that, which is just after the first viewing, I was just, uh, my mind was reeling about everything that we saw and processing. And now I'm just like, oh, it's over. Mm-hmm. But I think it was wonderful. And um, like I said before, just a, the most satisfying way you could end this series of movies. Mm-hmm. Sean? Um, I'm so happy that they ended it on a high note and with the class that they did mm-hmm. for really all of it. Um, for someone who isn't really a diehard superhero slash Avenger slash Marvel fan in general, um, I thought it was beautifully done mm-hmm. and it was a great film on so many different levels of just acting production and execution visually. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm a little skeptical where I don't trust the industry to leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hope they don't ever do anything again because I just don't want this to become, you know, a, cheapen it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I like, mean, it, it made a billion dollars in four days. It, it already hit a billion. It hit a billion in the first weekend. No movie in uh, the history of movies have has ever done that. So just leave it. it I hope you're right. Um, well, I mean, like before before you you know and put your closing thoughts. I'm curious. Um, what what are you missing from all of this? What are you missing from this film? What what did I what did I Yeah, what do you feel like that they didn't touch on that for you personally you were really hoping they would have or anything that's missing on like individual character or an overall underlying adventure theme? You know, I mean they they pretty much covered everything as far as I'm concerned. You know, I, I wish maybe um that Tony and Cap would have had a moment as Tony was passing away. Oh. I wish I wish maybe maybe you know, they would have shared something. Um because I never, I, I didn't really get the sense that their friendship had been completely, completely mended. Um, well, I, I hope that felt, it had. I, uh, the second viewing when he showed up and brought Cap the new shield, mm-hmm. I, that's clearly an olive branch. Right. And, that's you know, true. like the way that they shake hands afterwards, it's, I think we're meant to understand that this is over. Yeah. You know, any animosity is over between them and they're back on the same team. That's true. And then like their kind of little side adventure when they had to go back to the seventies. Oh, true. Um, Yeah. They did that together. They did that together and just them. Mm -hmm. And, but you know, and and because of that, I I just wish that maybe cap would have had the opportunity to say goodbye. Um, yeah, but, uh, I mean, but this is nitpicky, nitpicky stuff overall. I mean, I I think it was I think it was absolutely perfect. So you have closure. I I do, yeah. And if they never make another Marvel Avenger related film or even individual, like if they, I mean, obviously they're going to make another Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Thor may or may not be in it. I mm-hmm. assume they'll be in it. But if they just decide like this is it, there's no more um, Captain Americas. There's no more Guardians of the Galaxy, et cetera, et cetera. Would you be okay with how it ended? Uh, absolutely. I, I I don't think that it could be it could have been done better. Okay. Um, I. I I, Kudos I don't. To yeah, don't touch yeah. it. Don't yeah. fuck with it. It the, you, you did it. You, you you did it right the first time. You know, let's keep it that way. How would you feel if there's some sort of prequel? And there will be. They're doing a Black Widow movie. She's dead, so it's got to be a prequel. Oh, right. um, they're doing a Black Widow movie, She's and dead. <laughs> and then and then there there are several spinoff um, uh, shows coming because Disney isn't launching their app, which is a Disney Plus streaming service. And they've announced that there's going to be a Falcon and Winter Soldier like hmm. buddy cop show. <laughs> there's going to be a Wanda, you know, uh, the the Wanda Maximoff, the the, the Scarlet Witch, Witch mm-hmm. and Vision. Um, You're okay with all the above? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And, Vision's and gonna be involved. Vision's gonna be involved. So what's that? 
and they're they're making a Loki um, a Loki show as well. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, some of them have at least to, at least have to be prequels, mm-hmm. uh, just because. Yeah, Vision. These characters are dead, and they're not. And Vision did not come back. Um, which I mean, I'm I'm a little I'm okay with. You know, I'm all right with. I you know what I kept forgetting is that we we lost Loki yeah. in Infinity War, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously he has quote unquote died before in a deceptive way, and mm-hmm. there was a reference to him being maybe for real dead that time. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it, I kind of forgot about that. I mean, you know, there's a moment in there where he takes the tesseract, and yeah. poof, he's gone. We don't know. We don't know what that means. It may not mean anything, but yeah. you know, it, it would be a way to mm-hmm. preserve that character for mm-hmm. for his TV show. Um, but so so there there are things to look forward to. The next movie that's coming out is uh, Spider Man Far From Home, and that has been announced to be the last movie in the Marvel Phase Three. Um, deal mm-hmm. and uh, so no guardians. Not the the next movie after Spider Man will be a year in a year from that. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a while. Um, so this is going to have to hold us for for a long time. And mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, this may be it for me as far as that storyline is concerned. Because I mean, my my heart was in these characters, mm-hmm. um, and I love Spider Man and I love Guardians and all that stuff. But my heart. Was with uh, was with this story, so so we'll see how you know how I feel about these movies moving forward. But thank you, Sean, and thank you, Raina, for joining me today, uh, tonight, and um, thanks for coming to see the movie yeah. with me. Um, and uh, I, of course, have been your host, Harris Kaufman, Justin, and uh, <laughs> and, and Mom, and uh, and. Um, uh, uh, this has been in theory. I was right. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, which you never do, feel free to email me at uh, I was right podcast at gmail.com. Uh, thank you very much. Good night. <laughs>